Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. and Scotty here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Joining us now, the head coach of your Big Sky Champs. What? I got to say, Coach, is that uh, is that sunk in yet? I mean, it's been a crazy year. It's been a weird year, but you've got it. Sole possession of first place, your champs. Uh, I got to imagine it's got a good feeling. You know what? The weekend was awesome. Just to kind of sit back and catch your breath for a second and know that you went 5-0 and on such a crazy year with so much weird stuff going on. Um, I can't tell you how happy I am for these players and coaches and just everything they've given for the last, I mean, year and a half or so since we played last. It's just been awesome. What is so bizarre, and, and anybody hears the score, or, or they, sorry, anybody hears of that championship and they're like, wait, that's the first outright championship for Weber State? I uh, Coach, explain the difference of holding uh, outright and holding a shared championship. Well, so Weber State had won six championships in the history of the school up till now, and all six of them were shared. And even the first three that we 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 won when I was here were all shared because you know there were a lot of years where you didn't play everybody. You have thirteen teams in the league and you play eight league games, you just don't get a chance to necessarily beat everybody. And so to win them outright is hard, hard to win them outright. So uh, this is a big deal for the school, for our program. Uh, this is a big deal. We, we uh, extended a home record uh, win streak which for in that game, which was big. I mean, there were so many cool things that came out from that game. So you get the win over Idaho State, twenty to fifteen, and uh, you know outside of maybe that first game against Idaho State, nothing has come easy for your guys. You are battle tested because it seems like every game's had a certain level of drama. Last Saturday, not uh, uh, last Saturday included. Oh man, last Saturday was crazy. There was a time where you know Josh Davis didn't play in the game, and then George Tarlis goes down in the first quarter. He's our starting defensive end, and so now. Uh, we're, we basically have only threes in there at defensive end because all of our starters are out and backups. And you, it was just like in certain situations we were on fumes. And, but that's what makes it so much fun is that we've had to overcome so many crazy things this year. And for the guys to continue to pull them out 
and find ways and to believe in what we're doing. Uh, I'm just happy for what they've overcome so far. I want to come back to the details of this game and, and talk a little more specifically about this this uh, season, the regular season ending game. But I, I want to follow up with what you just mentioned with Davis and some of your defensive ends. Are, are Is there a chance that they return and they're available for postseason? Well, this bye week was is coming at a perfect time because I think all – I mean, I, I really believe we're going to get five, five or six starters back for next game. And that that can be absolutely critical to our success moving forward in the playoffs is just getting back more healthy than we are right now. Uh, Josh Davis, I was I saw him in the weight room today. He looks much better. He's walking around with no limb, so his ankle looks a lot better. George Tarlis, uh, he's our starting defensive end. He looked a lot better today. Uh, we did lose Desmond Williams in the first quarter. Um, he's our all-conference safety. And uh, he will not be back, so that's that's a heartbreaking one because um, he was playing so well. But you know that's football. Unfortunately, you just you deal with the injuries and you hope that the backups come in and play as good as the starters were. Jay Hill, head coach of Weber State, right here on ninety-seven five twelve eighty, the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. So you have uh, you have this bye week. Um, would you have preferred to make up that game that was canceled, or you're, it sounds like you'd rather just take the week off and let some guys heal up? Well, either or. I mean, we don't – the the Cal Poly game, had we had to play it this week, then you go down there and you do what you have to do to, to get the victory. And I really have all faith and confidence that our guys would have done that again. Um, but with the week off, it does give us an opportunity to hopefully get a little healthier going into the playoffs. All right, so let's kind of look at the playoffs, Coach. How How are things structured and kind of what are your thoughts moving into that first game in the playoffs? Okay, so – Selection Sunday is this coming Sunday at 930. Uh, we will know then exactly where we're seated, where we're going to play the game. We think we'll get a home game. Uh, we really feel like we'll be at least one of the top four seats. Uh, we think we'll get a home game, but you never know. I mean, that's up to the committee. Uh, but going undefeated in the Big Sky Conference, which is for sure is one of the better conferences in the, in the country, um, is a big deal. And so we think top four seed, at least a home game or two through the playoffs as long as we keep winning, and and then we'll see where it goes from there. But uh, I like this team, and I like where we're at. And we're, Like you guys mentioned earlier, we are battle-tested. We pulled out some really close games, good wins, and against good opponents. Do you uh, do they give you any any indication? Like I talked to, the, you know, some teams on the NCAA tournament on the basketball side, and I was like, you guys know, like they give you a heads up, and they're like, no, they they don't really give us any heads up until we see it on TV, like everybody else. Do you get any kind of a heads up or any kind of indication as to what's going to happen before that selection announcement on on Saturday? I've heard some like rumblings at times, like, hey, it looks like it's going to be this or it's going to be that. Usually, you know, if you're going to be a you know a top four seed or a just approximately what your seed's going to be. But, no, you don't usually know who the opponent's going to be. You don't necessarily know what the matchup's going to look like or where you're going always. So, I mean, there is a lot that's uh, up in the air still until you see it on the TV. Take us into some of the top seeds that you're expecting to see at come selection Sunday. Um, Who are some of the better teams that you at some point are going to have to cross paths with? Well, I, won't, I don't doubt 
one bit that we're going to see Eastern Washington at some point during the playoffs because they're good and just geographically uh, that matchup makes sense. I'm hoping it's we both get to the second round and that's when we get the game, but you never know how they're going to do it. Uh, James Madison will for sure be one of those teams seated very high and North Dakota State should be seated very high. Now, North Dakota State has a big game this week versus South Dakota State. And that will be for their conference championship. And then James Madison is playing Richmond for their conference championship. So those two, those teams that I've mentioned, they still have huge games um, left. And that's really the ones that we think could potentially be seated ahead of us right now. Do you think that they might, in terms of first-round matchups, they might, just because of COVID and what we're dealing with, uh, they might pay a little bit more attention and try to group teams up uh, in terms of geography instead of maybe the true, you know, one through 16 or where, however things might be seated? They always do that. It's, okay. There's, there's always geography that comes into play when we're talking about this because um, they try to save money with travel in those situations, and they do the same thing in the NCAA tournament. They try to get a few teams traveling clear across the country as possible. So that's always taken into consideration. Coach, I, I want you to help me with my memory, but going back to 2019, I believe you were a three seed then, right? And yeah. ended up taking on a, a six seed and, and then a two seed in the semifinals in James Madison. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, so it would be somewhat of a similar <clears throat> path potentially if you're that three seed. You're going you're gonna to face some really difficult teams. That, that semifinal is, uh, is going to be a brutal matchup for you. Well, the reality is when you get to the top 16 teams in the country, every team can play. Like, every team is really good. And the last couple years, it's been a 24-team bracket and the top eight teams get seeds. The last two years, we were seeded in the top four, and so we got buys in each one of the last two playoffs. So this year, it's like we're bypassing the buy, and you're already going to the second round. And when you get to the second round, I promise you everyone can play. Everyone is really good. And then once you get past that one and you're in the top eight teams, now you better be bringing it, and you better be on your A game because you're not going to, you're not going to play bad at that point and pull a game out. You're going to have to play well uh, in all these playoff games to to advance. Mm. Jay Hill, it's head kind coach. of like the sweet sweet sixteen, right? In the NCAA tournament, once yep. you get to the sweet sixteen, you better be balling out to <laughs> yeah. advance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jay Hill, head coach at Weber State, joining us uh, right here on 97.5-1280 The Zone. So obviously, rest uh, and and healing up is is a big priority. Uh, what else are some of the things you want to accomplish here in this off week when you're not actively uh, prepping for another opponent? Well, we talk so much about football, but, I mean, everyone's got to remember out there, these guys are student athletes, and they're still trying to wrap up classes, finals are next week. And, I mean, that's a brutal deal. When you, when you throw the playoffs on top of finals and all that comes with it, especially if you're traveling, I mean, the, these, these uh, student athletes have their plates full, and it's a big deal to be where they're at right now with school and everything else that goes on in their lives. I mean, this is a, they've got a lot, they've got a lot on their plates. Going into postseason play with a a freshman quarterback. And I know that uh, Bronson Barron is coming back from an injury and and has done a good job of getting out on the field for you. Um, 
freshman quarterback play in in the postseason or in the playoffs, does that make you nervous, or do you feel like Bronson's got enough under his belt that he'll be ready for some big-time matchups? Well, he's got enough confidence and moxie about him that I think that he's going to be fine. Uh, do the other players around him need to play well and, and take some of that burden off of him? Absolutely. Does he need to go out and win this game all by himself? That's, that's not the case. He's got a very veteran team around him. We've got great players on both sides of the ball. He just needs to go out there and, and do his job, which, in my opinion, a great quarterback distributes the ball to his playmakers. And if he does that, if he just goes out there and gets the ball to the guys that can make plays in the right situations, we're going to be fine. Did he play at American Fork High? He did, yeah. What was, his, what was that recruitment process like? When did you identify him, and, and when did you kind of start in on that recruiting process with him? Well, that was, that was the year. I don't know what most people in the state remember. That was probably the best quarterback year this state's ever had. Lehigh had Cameron Cooper, and Zach Wilson was at Corner Canyon, and then Bronson was at American Fork, and they were all three of them right there neck and neck as to the kind of players they were. And Bronson was one we were always very, very, very high on. And I thought for a long time he was going to get Pac-12 offers. He was that caliber player, in my opinion. And we ended up getting him here, which was we were elated and super excited about him and his ability. And he's proven that now, that he's a very, very, very capable player and a high-caliber quarterback. And, you know, he's, he's in his first year to take us to our, own, our first outright conference championship is a big deal. What, um, what are give me two or or three and I, and I, I'm beyond the leadership. I'm just the physical attributes, his ability in a pocket or his vision. Give me two or three of his best attributes as a quarterback. Well, number one, he he can rip it. I mean, he he can throw the ball as good as anyone you'll see across the country. If you go and you put him in the group with you know, the high elite level guys, and you're just watching him throw scale, you're just watching him throw one-on-one routes. I mean, he can, he can throw it with the best of them. So that's, that's one great quality he's got. Uh, I like his mental toughness and he'll, he'll stand in there and deliver a ball and take one right in the chops and, and still stand in there and hold on to it as long as he can before he's got to get rid of it. So that, that's another big quality of his. And then he's just one of those kids that just does everything right. I don't have to worry about him off the field. I don't have to worry about whether he's going to be prepared and watch enough film as, you know, as we prepare for the games. He, he's going to do those things right. And so he brings so many of the real intangibles that good quarterbacks have, and he has those things. Jay Hill right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Coach, can't wait to talk to you next week when you'll uh, know what your who your opponent is and where you're playing and when you're playing. Uh, so much going on, but uh, congratulations on an incredible regular season, that outright title, and uh, let's do it again next week. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Huge congratulations, Coach. Good stuff. Jay Hill, head coach at Weaver State.